Do you want to sound smart? Then tell your friends that you heard a podcast this week about how metathesiophobia is bolstered by accomplishment. In other words, people who are successful often resist change. Most of us suffer from at least a smidge of metathesiophobia, the fear of change. Certain things can help the condition, like a little setback which prompts us out of our comfort zones to try something different so we might be more effective. By contrast, success can have the opposite effect because people often don't want to risk their success or brand equity to try something new. The British economic historian Arnold Toynbee put it this way, Nothing fails like success when you rely on it too much. What does this have to do with customer experience? In short, business leaders who enjoy success are often reluctant to mess with the recipe that got them where they are today. They may become cautious, avoiding not only real risks, but hypothetical risks. And when they realize their livelihood depends on making a change, they often overcorrect and take undue risks. In his book, How the Mighty Fall, Jim Collins suggests that success can bring complacency. And in fact, he identifies hubris born of success as one of the five stages of a business in decline. The other four stages are undisciplined pursuit of more, denial of risk and peril, grasping for salvation, capitulation to irrelevance or death. It's worthwhile to note that in Collins's model of business decline, complacency, excessive pride, a lack of discipline, and risk miscalculations can move once great businesses into irrelevance and extinction. So where should you look to push past metathesiophobia and make wise calculated risks, even in the face of current success? The answer is simple and one I apply to many questions I face. Listen to and watch overarching consumer behaviors and more importantly, become an expert on your core customer segments. The more we study our customers, the more we realize that we can't stay the same and continue to meet their needs. Better yet, the more we understand them, the more we'll know about how to change in ways that mitigate risk and enhance our sustainability. I've been blessed to work with many brands who, during my journey with them, have moved through significantly different phases of their development, including emergence, early growth, rapid growth, maturity, and reassessment. Leaders at these companies have fought off fears of change, irrespective of their current success. It is through their willingness to embrace customer-centric change that these companies have propelled their business into the next developmental phase. Whether it's an emerging brand that adapted from product development success through changes needed to drive sales, or a mature brand that morphed from being a market dominator to redefining its value proposition, customer knowledge was the core of their transition. Let's take Starbucks, for example. My first book about the company looked at how Starbucks leaders embraced change from rapid growth to maturity, the Starbucks experience. While the second book, Leading the Starbucks Way, explored how Starbucks drove change as they transitioned from a mature business into a reevaluative phase. As part of Starbucks's reevaluation, leaders knew that what brought them success was not enough to secure future success. In keeping with the principle I discussed in Leading the Starbucks Way, Starbucks decided to mobilize the connection they forged in the intimacy of the coffeehouse experience and extend their relationship with customers through technology. Starbucks paid attention to mobile technology proliferation and their customers' desire to use their mobile phones to order, pay, etc. As such, Starbucks has been ahead of the curve on many customer innovations, like mobile pay or using an in-home assistant like Alexa 
to place a Starbucks order. Rather than fearing change, Starbucks positions investments for future success by paying attention to research like that recently cited by Megan Graham in an Ad Age article. A new study out today from SAP Hybris, which surveyed 1,000 U.S. consumers who own in-home assistants, found that 17% of smart assistant owners used their devices for holiday shopping last year. This year, 38% said they would consider using their assistants for holiday shopping. The top reason for using an in-home assistant to purchase gifts is convenience. Similarly, Starbucks' recent opening of their largest store in Shanghai, a 30,000-square-foot behemoth that is part of the Starbucks Reserve Roastery concept, integrates technology to, in Starbucks' words, be a fully immersive, sensorial coffee experience. Taking a page from the augmented reality gamification craze of Pokemon Go, Starbucks has integrated augmented reality and gamification into the Shanghai Starbucks Reserve Roastery such that customers can point their mobile devices around the Shanghai Coffee House to experience a virtual store tour, track the coffee journey from bean to cup, achieve virtual badges, and unlock exclusive rewards celebrating and acknowledging their store visit to all those in their social network. Digital assistant ordering, augmented reality, and gamification may or may not be changes that are right for your business. Watching your customer's behavior can guide you as you explore each and every experience-enhancing opportunity. While little in business is certain, I am sure that metathesiophobia is not your friend and that change is irrepressible. So will you anticipate and drive change in accord with an obsessive commitment to customer listening and understanding? Or will your resistance to change drive your customers away while driving you out of business?